Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. I ran the skincare company during the day and I had my two kids and uh, my two girls. And then I would, we would do homework and soccer and all of that. And I would get them in bed and about 10 o'clock, then I would turn my attention to my about.com site. I would not want to be in a position where I was making decisions for other people yeah. right now. I think it's impossible. Maybe COVID will help people refocus on the fact that we're all humans making our way through this world together. Today's episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird Inc., where digital healthcare is their niche. Whether you're looking to implement remote patient monitoring in-house, start a chronic or principal care management program, or even leverage telehealth to optimize the delivery of care and outcomes for your patients and team, Chirpy Bird Inc. can help. They offer results-based solutions for practices and health systems to support docs and patients during this uncertain time. You can find them and all of their services online at chirpybirdinc.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast, where we're dedicated to amplifying the career journey, accomplishments, and lessons learned of women everywhere. I'm your host, Joy Rios. And I'm your other host, Robin Roberts. During the day, together we run a health IT consultancy known as Chirpy Bird Inc., where we get to geek out on all things healthcare, technology, and policy. But along the way, Joy noticed that so many women were running organizations, but too few were leading or being recognized. So we decided to change that. Together, we're learning about the puzzle that is healthcare and sharing what we find with you, our listeners. You can expect us to be talking with some pretty badass women. We will even be exploring how the pandemic is impacting many of their professional lives this season. We've also formed a private community of both guests and listeners over on Slack to help make connections, offer support to one another, and share the resources we come across. If you want to join us, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com forward slash community. This week's community shout outs go to Ayla, Grace, Irma, and Stacy for engaging with us in meaningful ways online. We're happy to be building a strong network of women in healthcare and health IT who support each other's growth and successes. So high fives all around. All right, enough already. There are too many awesome women to talk with. Let's get started. This week, we're sharing our conversation with Gwen Holloway 
who is the founder of Healthcare IT Central, a leading health IT industry workforce and career development center that offers tools and resources to help candidates and employers connect. She and I got to talk in a COVID-safe outdoor setting near Prescott, Arizona, where she now lives and works. It was so cool to get this opportunity to meet and talk with someone who impacted my career path about a decade ago. I really enjoyed this conversation and hope you will too. So let's get started. On this podcast, we talk a lot about how complicated uh, healthcare is and how it affects, like each of us has a different piece of this like thousand piece puzzle. Right. And... We are really interested in learning about all of the different pieces. Okay. So if you could perhaps introduce yourself and okay. tell us about what piece you have played within healthcare and health IT over the course of your career. Okay. My name is Gwen Darling Holloway. I was the founder of Healthcare IT Central. I know that name. Yeah, <laughs> right. And Healthcare IT Today. Okay. Those were my two projects that I started. Since then, I have kind of moved out of healthcare IT into real estate, which is kind of an interesting journey. But I was involved in healthcare IT for about seven years. Got there in kind of a strange way. I was the sales and marketing director for a travel nurse company in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. My, I was a single mom. My kids were entering their teen years, and I was spending way too much time at work. And one of their friend's moms knew that one of my daughters liked a boy and I didn't know that she did. And it made me realize that I needed to become more part of their lives than I was. Right. We had a nanny and I was really wrapped up in my job. So anyway, so I left the travel nurse company and started a marketing consultancy, which you can relate to. Yeah. (laughs) I was contacted by a company in Boston, a travel nurse company. They wanted some of my expertise, so I started flying up to Boston once a month to do some consulting work for them, and then they branched off and started a healthcare IT arm. Okay. So that's how I kind of in a roundabout way. So did you have a background in nursing? No, absolutely no medical background whatsoever. <laughs> okay. I had run a skincare company before that was a medical grade skincare company, but that's about as close to that. My dad is a physician, so I grew up in that environment. But no, I really didn't have a whole lot of, uh, it was more of my marketing and sales expertise that led me down that path. But once I got involved in it, it was so interesting. And it was was at a really interesting time in the industry when, you know, digital medical records were just starting to be talked about. Yeah. So that must have been in the 2010s or the O's? Yeah, it was, uh, let me think, it was probably like 08. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So things were just kind of starting to, you know, percolate there and big changes coming. Big time. So this company that hired me, they had a website, a career-based healthcare IT website, but they were doing it to attract candidates just to their company. And I wasn't really comfortable with that because it was a little misleading. So I decided to branch out and start Healthcare IT Central. So that still exists today? Yes, it absolutely does. Okay. Yeah, it's a part of the healthcare scene, incredible entrepreneurial network uh, that John Lynn has just, I mean, he's an amazing entrepreneur. and He's uh, everywhere. 
if there's anything going on in healthcare, health IT, health IT specifically, John Lynn has touched it. Right, right. He absolutely has. And that's how when I transitioned out, he was on the top of my list of people to approach to see if he'd be interested in taking what what I had built and turning it into something much bigger and she's done. And it's really, it's like, it's like taking your child, you know, to school and handing it over and John's just taken it and run with it. It's just so cool to see. Well, can you tell us about those early years? What was it like starting it up? In the late nineties, I was the internet for beginners guide for about.com. Oh, wow. In addition to, so that was like my so I would, uh, I ran the skincare company during the day and I had my two kids and uh, my two girls. And then I would, we would do homework and soccer and all of that. And I would get them in bed and about 10 o'clock, then I would turn my attention to my about.com site. 10 p.m.? Yes. Oh my goodness. I know it was, cra- it was crazy <laughs> times, but I was, it was such an exciting time. And, you know, the internet was just kind of getting rolling. And um, at one point I had 150,000 students from all over the world in a course that I built for my site. What was that course? So it was Internet 101. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, now it's kind of laughable thinking about the things that I was teaching people and I was self-taught. So I was learning along with everyone else, like maybe one step ahead of them. And I was considered the expert. But that's oftentimes the best time, the way to learn. If you have to sign up to teach something, you better know it. I know, right? (laughs) Right. So, I mean, I did these courses on what is a download and how to download a file. And, you know, I mean, just really simple things now that we all take for granted. But back then, all these, these were all new words and new concepts and, you know, people didn't really understand how the internet worked. And, what is downloading? Uh, what is that? I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah. And just, you know, file systems and that kind of thing and email and how that works and, you know, what is an icon? Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All these things that we just, you know, they're just part of our lexicon now, but back then they were, it was all brand new. So I've always been a tech kind of person and pick up that kind of thing, you know, pretty easily. So the healthcare IT just was kind of a natural jump. And there was, you know, it was, there was an opportunity there to build this career site because there wasn't one. And it was basically understanding that this is an industry that is growing and people need to find jobs and they're going to be using the internet to look for them. Right. Right. And, you know, once um, the medical professionals realized that they were going to need the expertise to convert to digital records, then it was like, how are we going to find these people? So it was like a matchmaking service. You know, it kind of grew from there because I started getting a lot of inquiries from people. Well, how do I get into this industry? So then I partnered, you know, I looked for training programs um, and there weren't really a lot. But I partnered with the University of Illinois at Chicago. They were one of my, they were my first sponsor. Okay. And I was putting together this little newsletter using, you know, MailChimp, like building my own graphics and, you know, charging what I thought was a lot of money for, you know, to sponsor the newsletter. And then I grew from there and Duke University became a sponsor and their informatics program. Did you happen to get involved with Formed? Was that at all on your radar? No. Okay, because I'm just trying to like cross-reference with my own career path. And I'm just like, did I find one of my jobs from that website? You might have. Because it's possible. Well, yeah. So we so then I started going after, you know, the, the hospitals. Okay. Then the, the companies, you know, the, the uh, recruiting companies and the headhunters and all of that. And started working with all of the different facets. And it was just like really interesting. And 
I guess at, at one point when John took over, I had like 25,000 resumes. Wow. I'm pretty sure one, mine must have been one of them. Was it? Yeah. Well, I hope the interface was really easy <laughs> easy for you well, to yeah, use. Yeah, I think it was. I think that at the time I remember just getting in, well, it was around between 2010 and 2012 for me. So it was... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right in the heart of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then it branched out and I started looking for marketing professionals. You know, it's not just the hands-on healthcare IT professionals. I mean, it, you know, it just goes and goes. Salespeople and marketing people. Absolutely. CEOs. And, you know, so then I started, you know, expanding into C-level positions and working with, you know, some of the big recruiting companies. So, yeah. So it just turned into a much bigger project than I had anticipated, but it was great. I felt like I was making a big difference because I was able to match these people together. And being a connector or a conduit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as an ancillary project, I started Healthcare IT Today, which was a blog about jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was all job related and career related and education and that kind of thing. And I also was a career blogger for Healthcare Informatics Magazine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, which is kind of funny because, you know, I didn't know anything about the profession whatsoever when I started, but I became an expert pretty quickly. Being a blogger or writing about anything, that's kind of part of it because yeah. you get the opportunity to talk to folks at, like what we're doing right now. Right, Ask, right. I have questions. Yeah. Help me find out. Help me figure this out. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, and I think it's just being open to opportunities and not being scared to try something you're, you know, you're not an expert in. You can become one. You know, that's one thing that we hear a lot about women in particular. When it comes to going after jobs, when they look at a job description, they feel like they need to be uh, hit every, like 100% of the bullet points Yes, before they'll even go for it. Right. Not thinking that they can learn it later right. down the road. Whereas apparently men don't have the same approach. They're I- like... I agree. You know, they just go, well, you know, they'll be lucky to have me kind of thing, you know, and good for them. I, you know, we need to be we more all that need way. To be a little bit more like Yeah, that. we absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just being open and, you know, to go from running a skincare company to then to healthcare IT. And now I'm selling luxury real estate in Prescott, Arizona. You know, it's just being open to opportunities and not being afraid to try new things and you know, really, I think too, as you get older, at least it's been my experience, you start to really hone in on what makes you happy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. If you like the vibe of this podcast, you're going to love our private Slack community. It's super supportive, ladies only pod where we offer real talk, real advice and genuine engagement to our members to help them stay inspired and level up. To join, just go to hitlikeagirlpod.com forward slash community. All right, now let's get back to the show. So listeners might have a different experience from this episode than others because we are recording this outside (laughs) next to a lake in Prescott, Arizona. And we're doing this very specifically because it's the time of COVID and we need to be socially distanced and can't be indoors. And so this is a whole unique talk about being, you know, flexible. It's crazy. (laughs) And I hated that I couldn't hug you when I saw you, you know, coming up. That's very tough for for huggers. Oh, yeah. I'm (laughs) totally a hugger. And I'm just like, okay, let's 
I don't know. Um, I want to institute dancing. Some, I did something. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. I'm I'm putting together like a greetings playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so that they still feel it, you know. Right. I know. Feel the it's, affection. Like, right. It's, right. it's there, I promise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. You know, and the kind of work I'm doing now, I'm meeting new people every single day and to not shake their hands and you know, it's just um it's been really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about that. So we're all kind of adjusting to, and I don't want to call it new normal because we don't I know, hope not. I hope that this is not new normal. What's changed for you? What? How are you hit the hardest with the last five months? Personally, I have elderly parents in Florida. Fortunately, I had just gone to visit them in February, but they are on lockdown Yeah, and they're not well. And so knowing that I can't go to see them, you know, that's been tough. That's been tough. All of a sudden, just this freedom of travel. Yeah. My kids, one lives in New York City, one lives in Fayetteville, Arkansas, not being able to see them. You know, it's just all of these, you know, as we all talk about all these freedoms that we have taken for granted and never thought about what would happen or what could happen that would take those away short of like war. And now here we are dealing with it. That's been tough. Have you had to teach? I mean, being somewhat techie, I know I had to teach my mom how to use Zoom. She had never used it before. Yeah. Are your have they um, figured the, it out? They we've always FaceTimed. Okay. So even we just stick to that. Stick to what she knows okay. and you know what they know, and that's been nice. You know, but we do that anyway because we're you know they're in Florida and I'm in Arizona, so we try to do that couple times a week. I'm good to, I mean, it's, it's, we're getting to the point that enough time has passed for people to be staying home. It's not, it's hitting their mental health. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And in Arizona, and now that I'm selling real estate in Arizona, they deemed real estate sales as an essential service because okay. people still have to move. Yeah. So March and April were pretty, we were hit pretty hard. People were just kind of standing down, kind of waiting to see what would happen. And then a really remarkable thing has happened here in Prescott. So for people who aren't familiar with Prescott, it's this little mountain town. It's just kind of an oasis. It's about two hours from north of Phoenix, hour and a half south of Flagstaff. I've never been busier in my real estate career all You're of kidding. a sudden. No, because people want to get out of the city. Yeah. So we're selling a lot of second homes and a lot of you know getaways and retreats and people want to get out of the city. Or they they wanted to make a change and they've been kind of waiting and now they're realizing that maybe, you know, tomorrow's not going to be what they expected. So let's quit waiting around for the perfect time. Right. So, so. you know, I have another friend who's in real estate and she was, well, talking about virtual tours. Yeah. How do you, even the change in real estate of how people have experienced closed spaces. Absolutely. How has that shown up for you? So, you know, because I have a tech marketing background, we've always offered a lot of those kinds of things, virtual tours and that kind of thing. So we've stepped that up. You know, we've, we've stepped it up. We've looked for additional tools that are easier to navigate for people. And I mean, so are people making purchases without like not necessarily sight unseen, but not actually having visited the property? So a lot of times what's happening, like for instance, I have a, I have clients in Oklahoma city right now in their seventies. He's a retired neurologist and he's like really worried about traveling, but they want to move to Prescott. So I have gone in and done videos myself 
just kind of screening certain properties for them to save them a trip, you know, a house hunting trip until we hit on something that they're like, okay, that's worth making the trip for. Gotcha. Yeah. So they send you the wish list. This is, this is what we're after. Yeah. You go find it. Right. And then I'll go through and say, well, it's, it's, it's got this, this, and this, but it's missing that RV garage, you know, or it's missing whatever. Yeah. And so he's like, sweetie, keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does, it's, it's saving him a trip. And we do a lot of that. But, you know, now because of the internet and Zillow and everything else, a lot of that information is accessible to anybody. So those who feel comfortable with it are doing the screening themselves. Yeah. Well, and thinking about, okay, you being the business, I mean, it, it, it quieted down. And now people are like, okay, well, I'm shifting my focus for, because we don't know how long this is going to last. No. So do you find, like, what do you anticipate or how do you experience? I don't know. I know. It's really hard to know. It's really hard to know. And, you know, I think, too, we've gotten several calls from people who say our house isn't big enough. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Because they've spent two months in it with the entire family. And they're like, you know what? We need to find something bigger. Yeah. Or we need to find something with one only one level. Or, you know what? We've always wanted a view and we don't have one. And we, we deserve a view. Well, and if people are going to be spending a lot more time at home. Right. Then you want to have all of the amenities. You do. You want it to be what you want it to be. Yeah. And we've, we've gotten some calls from people who want to downsize too. They're like, why do we need all this space? Right. You know, let's, let's go ahead and simplify our lives now. You know, Prescott is has a very large retirement population. So there's a lot of transitions yeah. there. So, so yeah, so it's been really, really interesting. And we have no idea what's going to happen ahead. You know, we don't know. So we're just kind of riding this wave right now and gearing up to see what's going to happen. And I mean, um, I just feel like we're learning, we're in the middle of a science experiment. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, we're sort of learning as we go. Yeah. I know I was very conservative at first and was literally sheltering in place by myself. Yeah. For a solid five months. And I'm like, oh, I, wow. I need to find a way to live. I'm recently diver- divorced and moved to Baja, California, just oh, in Mexico. Okay. And I had one week of freedom before the shelter in place went in. Oh, wow. So the first month of me was for me like unpacking and settling in and getting to know my neighbors to whatever degree that I could. Right. And then it was like, nope, stay inside. Oh, like, that's rough. I legit thought that I was going to be working from home Monday through Friday and having my regular life and then having visitors on the weekends to go explore. Yeah. And that did not happen. Nobody, oh, that's rough. Yeah. So I'm where I'm and I'm just like, okay, I need to meet people where they're at and for my own sanity too. Yeah. Because I, was, I can't do this forever. No, no. I don't think that's good for anybody. Yeah. I need, yeah. I was like, I need to find a way to make this work for me. So how do we live our life in the time of COVID right. in a way that is safe for you know, and, and it, we're figuring it out. I know we're figuring it out and yeah. we'll, we'll probably make some mistakes along the way. And, you know, I think I would not want to be in a position where I was making decisions for other people yeah. right now. I think it's impossible. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think that, I mean, how can we, we don't know. No. And everybody's situation is different. Right. You know, everyone has so many different variables that they're trying to sort through. We don't know. Right. What, right. You know, 
Somebody yeah. could look perfectly fine, but also be immunocompromised or have right. somebody at home that they really care about. Or Yeah, it's hard to it's know. It's so hard. This it's hard to know. Weird time. <laughs> I've seen though on the positive side though, like I think I mentioned, so this lake behind us, I've started kayaking because I need to get out, yeah. you know, and I need to be around my friends, but I don't want to be, you know, super close, super close. Yeah. So we've started a group of women and we, we meet on Wednesday mornings and we kayak for two That's hours. Lovely. Yeah, it is. And it's something I've always wanted to do. I grew up in Florida on the water. So it's like, why have I waited this long? Cause I love it. Yeah. So I'm finding in my own life that I'm starting to like, take that approach, like stop waiting around for things that, you know, that yeah. I can control. And it I'm seeing also, other people do it too. It's nice to know that the outdoors for the most part is a safe space. Yes. That it like, is. Okay. I can hear the wind. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Got some airflow here. That feels good in a way. It does. <laughs> it feels like life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. It's reassuring and it's healthy. Exactly. So how great is that? Maybe in some way, this is a good way for all of us to just kind of take stock of our health and get outside. Absolutely. Yeah. So we ask all of our guests if they could wave a magic wand or snap their fingers and solve a problem yeah. or any, you know, anything of the sort, right. specifically in healthcare. And I yeah. think, you know, if you, and you have a different perspective so if there's anything based on what you know right. that you could resolve without having time, money, resources be an issue, you could just snap your fingers and it's done. Huh. What would you fix? When I first got involved in healthcare IT, I wasn't really thinking about it from a personal standpoint. How is this going to impact me when the doctor or whoever, the medical professional, goes from my paper folder yeah. to their computer? And I remember the first time that I actually saw it in action. And of course, at that point, I'm asking, oh, what kind of system are you using? But like, there was a, a great loss of, of personal contact between me and my physician because they were looking down typing mm-hmm. on their laptop. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, there has been some... Unintended consequences. Yes. Yeah. So if I could wave a magic wand, I would like to go back to more of a relationship-focused medical and it, you know that's that's I mean that's kind of a pipe dream isn't it but it you did ask the question yeah, so the, I can answer point. right yeah you can um, any answer is okay you know and maybe in a way maybe COVID will help people refocus on the fact that we're all humans making our way through this world together and you know that we need to focus on relationships along with data and along with you know storage and along right. with all of the all of that so that's what I would do I, I you know. That's a great answer. Oh, well, good. Yeah. <laughs> There's no wrong answer, by right, the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, Gwen, if people wanted to buy a house from you. Yes. Or if they wanted to get in touch with you or you have social media oh, handles abs- or anything. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Luxury Prescott. Okay. So in here, um, it's spelled like Prescott, but. Uh, That's how I was saying it. Those of us here. Yeah. Know. Locals call it Prescott. So yeah, I would love for anybody to reach out. Love to hear from you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. This has been a real treat. This has been a treat for me too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. If you want to know more about us or this guest, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply tell a friend. 
You can also connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at the handle hitlikeagirlpod. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you to Chirpy Bird Health IT Consulting. You can find out more about them at www.chirpybirdinc.com.